Congratulations! Dun 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 Games podcast. This is level 100. Geekscape Games, the movie. That is right. We fucking finally <laughs> made it to episode 100, level 100. Uh, I didn't think we were going to make it. Uh, 2016 almost killed us. Um, almost killed the podcast. Um, oh, that echo is going to be fun. Uh, it was um, it was an interesting year. Um, uh, we are joined with Juan Carlos. How's it going, everybody? I'm back. Yeah, you've you've been gone for a minute. Uh, for a couple months, yeah. Yeah. Um. How is um? Uh, how's everything? How was 2016 for you so far? Uh, it's so a, far. S- a sandwich of emotions, <laughs> but uh, it, it ended. <laughs> it ended pretty. Uh, it started pretty strong. Uh, crappy middle part and ending pretty strong. So, as long as we end on a good note. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um. And uh, we also have uh the the. Baby-faced honey of Geekscape Games, Adam Lemois. Lemus. I'm the baby, gotta love me. Wow, wow. (laughs) That was a fucking reference. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Are you even old enough to watch dinosaurs? (laughs) Probably not. I never saw the last episode of that until recently, and the ending was kind of traumatizing. (laughs) Dude, the ending is... Does does anybody besides Josh remember the ending of that? Uh, They get stuck in a... They basically get stuck in a snowstorm, and they're like, don't worry, we'll make it out of this, and then it just ends. Yeah, everybody freezes to death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We also have Josh Jackson. Hey, everybody. He's back. How are you? Hello. Good, good. School's over, so I have a shrivel of sanity back. No. For no, a month. No. And we have our very first studio guest. Uh, Miss Courtney Dossett is in the Banger Hanger Studios. She's visiting Alaska, so she's recording here with me. Say hi, Courtney. Hi. So there's. A I don't s- like that I'm visiting Alaska, because I'm from here. Well, you're visiting now. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so uh, now that we introduced Zoe, uh, let's uh, let's get started. I, I do apologize that there's a slight echo. It's just how we have our, our mic set up, so I'll try not to yell so much. Uh, that's going to be difficult for me. Um, so there hasn't been a whole hell of a lot of gaming news recently, um, bits and bobs, but I do know Adam had a couple of things he wanted to talk about off the top, specifically a Blu-ray release coming out for a cult classic movie. Yes. So this was announced just today. So the let me get let me just get this up for a second. Have it loaded. So the online there is an online retailer called Zavi Z A V V I, and today they announced that they will be releasing a Steelbook Blu-ray of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Starting February 13th, <laughs> Valentine's Day. The perfect Valentine's Day gift for your loved one and gamer. So if I you can't. care about them, please buy this Steelbook Blu-ray. It is probably going to be the best thing ever because I personally love this movie. I know it's a I know it, it is bad, but 
just such bad. a surreal way they took to, they approached this movie is basically made this a cult classic. I love ev- this movie to pieces. It's the perfect Traffic way to get out are, of a relationship yeah, on that's Valentine's what I was Day. Say. Traffic jams are bad. Uh, infomercials are bad. The Super Mario Brothers movie is... Oh, God, how can I put it? It's a spinal tap. Well, it's like the thing, it's, the thing about Wait. the thing about the Mario Brothers movie to me is it's not even bad in a funny way. Like no, how you can go back back and watch bad movies and laugh at them. Like when I watch the Mario Brothers movie, I'm just like this shit's horrible. Like what the it's, fuck? Did it's, they, not, what? it's not. It's not pandemic. It's not the room. The Super Mario Brother Super Mario Brothers movie is is that bad? There hasn't been a re release in the theater that I can remember where people go, oh, wouldn't it be a kick to go see that awful movie? No, it's, like, it's are, not a good time. What, are I, you I, saying I still that? Wonder, you, Hold on. Are you guys saying uh, that you don't like the part where Mario has to get the uh, crystal shard back from Big Bertha? So to do that, he dances with her and then uses his teeth to pull it out of her boobs. I've seen no, better well, like, productions I, from weird. fourth graders. I I, I don't that's understand weird. how anyone played the Mario Brothers game and thought this is what the this is what the movie's going to be like. Oh, they probably didn't play the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I vaguely remember seeing a, a documentary on. Um, on the movie, I mean, like, how was like getting made? Like Nintendo, Nintendo was pretty <laughs> lean on it. Yeah, um, uh, there's a there's an interview with Shiggy where he's, he said like, well, I mean, it's technically a movie. Yeah, um, um, actually, are... Nintendo's not that embarrassed about the Super Mario Bros. movie. They're like, yeah, it was a, it was a fun little experiment. We're never going to do it ever again, but you know, <laughs> it was a fun experiment. Um, that was their no, way of saying we're never that's, that's so coded language. Doing what uh, Shane said, um, Gaming Historian just did a really good recent video about that. I love Gaming Historian. He did a great job. I think I think that's uh, I think that might have been. I saw like a I don't know like Did you know Gaming like Mario movie or something? I think it was a uh, Gaming Historian who just recently released the uh, Super Mario Bros. video. Hey, you know what? Fine. All right, embarrass me in front of my friends again. God. <laughs> Um, are we all I was going to get a turn to make fun of Yeah, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> no, I yes. mean, are we all going to get a turn to make yes. fun of or embarrass Shane in front of his friends? And, oh, of course. Yeah, what, of, now, now that you reminded me, Big Bertha. Wait, who's the friend? I don't have oh. friends. <laughs> unless unless Pi shows up in the fucking Twitch. But uh, I just looked it up to make sure. And so in Mario Brothers, Big Bertha's the giant fish that jumps up and tries to eat you in the frog levels. And in the movie, she's a fat black woman. Yeah, that's that's like the best part. They also have like hover boots and like yeah, they have hover great. boots to justify how high they jump in the games. There's this one and the uh, wear Reeboks. Yeah, and then there's this one a uh, weird ongoing joke where uh, Dennis Hopper is trying to order a pizza, but they keep getting it wrong and stuff, and he's just waiting for the delivery guy to bring his pizza. <laughs> yeah, that movie. was um. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. All right, that, we're gonna we're gonna watch it, Courtney. See, there you go. Oh, great! I'm, I'm sorry, Courtney. Why did I watch this? this if, I just, if, you know. If you had any second thoughts about coming back to Alaska before today, like you're <laughs> definitely not gonna <laughs> want to come back afterwards. I had to buy a coat and boots because I I don't own anything warm enough to keep me sustained up here, and uh, I'm glad I did because I would have died today. <laughs> we're uh oh god damn it they're supposed to get eight inches tonight 
<laughs> the joke, the joke is so. This is right there. Take it. Do it. Uh, Too easy. Yeah, leave my mother out of this. Um, we got some in the um. <laughs> so we got some Nintendo Switch uh, rumors and some news. Um, there. Uh, so who who exactly is Laura Dale? Okay. I keep seeing her in all these like write ups, and I no one's been able to like coherently like tell me who she is. Okay, so Laura Kate Dale is a journalist from, um, I think it's letsplayvideogames.com, I think. Mm-hmm. She's basically a journalist with um, insider knowledge. She, along with Emily Rogers, were, were basically talking about the Switch before it came out, and their rumors were uh, pretty spot on. And so basically... Now, do they have sources? Yes, they have they have sources inside Nintendo, and usually when like Laura Kate Dale will say something, usually another uh, big website like Eurogamer or Polygon or Kotaku they'll they'll usually back her up and be like, yeah, we've heard sources also. So she's pretty gotcha. credible. And so gotcha. She came out with new news today, and I'm just gonna quickly read through new them. news. Yeah. So apparently the uh, on the left Joy-Con, the small square button in the bottom left corner is actually a share button. So it'll, it will record gameplay, take screenshots and stuff like that so you can share it with other people. Um, there are no friend codes still. They've completely gotten rid of friend codes. And DNA, Thank who... Thank well, DNA, who you might remember from their uh, mobile partnership, they are working on the network for Nintendo. Um, the, a recent Reddit leak was fake... Um, it, it, when asked about the possibility of Red Dead Redemption 2 or Overwatch coming to the Switch, she said that because of Rockstar's relationship with Nintendo, that it won't happen. But Overwatch... Did, now, do they, ex- do they expound on that? Or is it just like they just don't like each other? Or is there a reason uh, why? Well, I think it has to do with something uh, in the N64 era when uh, Rockstar Games was trying to get a N64 game published and Nintendo was being like very anal about it. Ah, and so that, gotcha. that sort of caused bad blood between them. Um, in terms of Overwatch, it won't be a real it won't be a, a it won't release when their console releases and if they were to make an Overwatch port, it they probably have to overhaul the entire game. So don't expect it. Well, no, um, no, why would they have to overhaul it? That doesn't make any sense that they'd have to overhaul the game because the Switch is going to be running on... The hardware is going to be on parity with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One and obviously uh, PC. So. I, I, I think it's because Overwatch is like completely online. I think it has to do something with the... Yeah, that the fact that Overwatch gotcha. is completely always online. And that's sort gotcha. of weird for a Nintendo thing. So they'd have to overhaul the game a bit. Um, the Nintendo Switch, don't expect a delay on it. It's still coming out in March. Um, when asked if voice chat was coming, um, she hinted that it might actually be coming. Voice chat for the Switch. So that should be interesting. Um, what else? The system will have Bluetooth, but she did not expand upon that. Um... The Joy-Cons will be available to be purchased separately at launch, and also docks will be purchasable after six months, and they'll be relatively cheap, although no price was given out. So, gotcha. it, so they basically they're saying it'll be really easy if you lose a Joy-Con or the docking station. I don't know how you're going to lose a docking station, 
but they'll be no, relatively no, they'll be super cheap to replace so n not to worry um there will be no bundle that includes the uh, pro controller that was shown but you will be able to buy it separately which i'll probably do that um the battery life lasts about three hours on max settings so if you have everything cranked out to max and you have it undocked, it should be three hours. But there are other rumors coming out that say on lower settings, it might have 3DS capabilities where it has at least four to six hours of battery life. Wait, 3DS capabilities in graphics or battery life? Battery life. 3DS okay, goes a lot longer okay. than four have, to like, six four, hours, I thought. Well, four to six hours yeah. was like the original battery life for the 3DS when it came out. I guess if you played it with 3D on, with the lights all the way on, and Street Pass on, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, the charging port is USB, like most things. Um, only expect three Virtual Console GameCube games at launch. They will be optimized for their original resolutions, but the titles were not specified. Mm, interesting, interesting. Um, so, and we have... Do, we had a, a price... Um, at least in the UK markets, correct? It was three hundred dollars, if I remember correctly. It, it's still, it's just, at the end, it's just another placeholder price. People still don't know oh, what this thing's going to be done. Here's the thing, though. Uh, going off on a tangent, I don't think they can really price it anything above two hundred and fifty dollars. Mostly due to the fact that you can get an Xbox One and a PS4 for the same price, and that is going to be hard yeah, for people. Yeah, but the Xbox. The Xbox One and the PS4 have been out for a while, though, and this is a brand new console, so couldn't they justify, like, oh, it's brand new and there's nothing like it, so it's going to be a little bit more. They could, but I don't know if people are going to go for that when they see yeah, that I, I mean, half their library is going to be stuff you can already get on the Xbox and PlayStation as it is. There is exactly. That. Yeah. That, that, that's why, you know, there are rumors that this is supposed to launch big, you know, it's supposed to launch with Mario, it's supposed to launch with Splatoon, it's supposed to launch with Mario Kart, all these games. Just to ensure it has a successful launch that people want. Um, the um, Switch will not make you popular, though. Sorry, Special Agent Ape. I think it will be popular. I think the Switch um, will definitely me. be popular. I have already, Karen? like... I have talked to people who are considered casual gamers. Like, they only purchase, like, maybe one to two games a year. I showed them the Nintendo Switch trailer. They were like, wow, this thing looks really cool. I really want this. I will say that based on Tell the me. buzz that that video <laughs> garnered, isn't it the most watched video that Nintendo has on their entire channel? Yeah. It, oh, uh, that's... Look, consult, the, consult the book of knowledge. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't, one of their the most Switch, I don't see how the Switch wouldn't make you popular. I mean, the trailer showed that your friends are going to invite you to roof parties as long as you yeah. can right? bring it yeah. Karen, Karen had a very active, active social life. Like, she had shit going on. I think the yeah. main thing that that's helping Nintendo is not necessarily the games. Of course, that's the big part of it, and you could say this is the main part. But you have this direction that they're taking that they haven't done with Wii U. Well, the marketing number one, which was horrible. Two, they they're now taking a very very uh, uh, they're adopting the esports arena to the point where the rumors in the same yes. leak saying that Nintendo is not only going to be part of the esports uh, wholeheartedly, but they're developing their own esports league where they'll have uh, various tournaments throughout the year, which will culminate to their own Evo event um, in January. 
So they'll have all the regional winners from all over the world meet in January at a, at some unannounced location yet, and they'll compete for the world championships there. So we're going to see the Nintendo World Championships that went well uh, over uh, this year at a at was it E three and no just, that was last year uh, last year but moving that until their own event on a yearly basis and they're also rumored to bring back the uh, Nintendo 64 and sports of uh, category of games yo dope really yeah that's the big rumor that you're gonna see all the end sports things come back because so i think what has people very excited of course we're gonna expect mario and zelda and all that but if they really do this right because the thing with esports everything that you see in tournaments especially here in santa Ana and orange county it's all little private little companies and like these people just like, Hey, 10 bucks ahead and you just come in. And some of them are not very well organized. And and you could tell right from the get go, it's like, okay, it's a lot of these TVs don't work or the people, the competitors are asked to bring their own setups because the people running the tournament, like they'll offer you a discount. So it like cuts costs on their end. So it's, it's very, there's a, sorry to cut you off. There's a really famous like video from, um, I think a smash Bros tournament. Or like some guy beats another dude and like, he, or no, it was Tetris. It was Tetris. And like he gets up and he starts cheering. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, starts slamming the TV. And you see a guy in the crowd like, hey, that's my TV. Don't yeah. <laughs> don't, hit, don't hit my TV. Everyone's cheering. And there's just one salty dude. No, it's, um, it's absolutely I, I true. I think one of the best things about this is that um, you've already seen in te- yeah, you, you've already seen Nintendo opening up to esports. I mean, they, any any esport where uh, Smash Bros is playable is basically sponsored by Nintendo. It's basically yeah. how they were able to kill Project M. True, they needed to basically, because Project M was yeah. making money and off their characters and uh, based yeah. off of yeah, a form of their. Yeah, games. Do you want to finish, you want to finish your thought one? Yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of go the, in the esports was kind of like yeah, yeah, but, uh, the thing that Nintendo one? avoided I, I for a while. Off. Yeah, uh, it's esports. It was a, always an arena that Nintendo avoided or just kind of was reluctant to get into because of all the the money that was involved. But once they understood how viable that market is, and that's a big reason why Melee, even like 15 years after the game's release, it's still being played. That they have to adopt it. So if they bring in Melee, or if they if it's true what they are coming up with Super Smash Brothers Fusion, and if they bring in another Splatoon and an, other competitive uh, Nintendo games then this could take off and really bring in another market because there's also that rumor that we're going to see Ultimate uh, Marvel's Capcom come to the Switch yeah. as well as Tekken 7. And then there's that other thing that I'm sure Adam can tell you about is that they have uh, the, the not a prototype, but the trademark uh, for a fight stick that you could put the Joy-Con controllers in. Oh, really? I actually didn't know that. Yeah, that's so, not so, here. so if, if that's the case... So Nintendo's already done a good job of with the video, getting the word out. They've already been on TV with the Jimmy Fallon show, and that got a lot of positive buzz. So, Man, fuck Jimmy Fallon. Okay, personal feelings <laughs> of Jimmy Fallon aside, you may say fuck Jimmy Fallon, but that motherfucker is getting a ton of views every goddamn weekday. So Nintendo, uh-huh. Reggie fils can say, I hate Jimmy Fallon's fucking guts, but if 
he has millions of people watching him nationwide and worldwide. I'm going to wear a big-ass smile and take the Nintendo Switch and be buddy-buddy chum-chums with him if that means I'm going to get the Nintendo Switch to do what the Wii U and the Wii, uh, well, the Wii U specifically couldn't do is attract a market yeah. that completely avoided the Wii U. So this is not anything about personal. This is all about business and doing it right because that's exactly what happened with the Wii U. They played it way too safe. They rested on their laurels and we all know what happens. So... If, if, if that means going on the Today Show, if that means going on certain talk shows, that means Ellen or anything like that, then so be it. But they've already started off on the right foot. They already have a big Super Bowl uh, ad planned for the next year. They're going, they're going strong with their advertising with MTV, Cartoon Network, Disney Channel. Um, they're going to be uh, portrayed in, during the March Madness this uh, coming in uh, next year, in the next couple months. So these guys are not messing around. And it seems like for the first time now, I get the sense that they've learned from their mistakes with the Wii U and the marketing of the 3DS, that the the too many lulls between game releases, ignoring a huge population of the gamers, because let's face it, uh, a lot of kids are, and I know I'm going too long with my thought, but I'll be quiet for the rest of the show, I promise. Um, a lot of kids don't. A lot of kids don't play Nintendo games. They're not like us. Who, if you grew up and you're in your 30s now or in your late 20s, Nintendo was a household name. Even parents referred to video game consoles and Nintendo systems. And as the now, Nintendo, yeah, that was the Nintendo. Now they're not playing Mario. They're playing Minecraft. They're not playing Zelda. They're playing Clash of Clans. They're, you know, they're all they're playing all these PC games or make you know, video games great again. Right. So it's really. It's, it's it's a market that Nintendo. The only people who are really buying Nintendo systems and Amiibos and all those special edition consoles are us, the adults. It's not the kids aren't asking for that stuff. They're asking for the Minecraft edition of the Xbox One. You know, they're asking for the you know Uncharted PS4 bundle or Call of Duty. They're not even though Nintendo is well known and they're beloved. They're that doesn't necessarily mean they're making money as much as they used to. So they have to they've restructured their entire marketing plan. And so far, so good. Will it continue? Uh, we have to wait and see, but I love what I'm seeing so far. Uh, Josh, what do you think? You've been pretty silent. I think that parents that are buying their kids the Uncharted bundle are terrible parents. Well, for $250, <laughs> that's a terrible buy game. <laughs> no, but Because uh, that is an awful video game. Go back and listen to our bonus stage where me and Josh talked <laughs> in extensive ad nauseum about Uncharted 4 and what a game it I, is. I actually wanted it's, to go back. I need to go back and listen to it's it game. again because I don't even remember what I thought about it all that much anymore. <laughs> Dude, I, I think I, I'll, I'll re-listen to that too, but it was just yeah. like... <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling, um, so, I'm struggling um, to round out my top 10. But yeah, but as, regarding the Switch stuff, um, I'm very much a wait-and-see person, and I've always been that way, so I don't have a whole lot to say because you know, everything sounds great on paper, but it all depends on how they implement it, and that goes for all three consoles or for any console to for that matter, since there's been plenty of times where even back with the PS3 and its so-called cell processor, and that turned out to be detrimental to developers and ended up hurting it more than helping. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm going to get the Switch day one. I always do my best to get consoles near launch anyway, regardless, unless there's something really bad about it. But yeah, everything that's been surfacing about the Switch has been good news, and I haven't hid the fact too much on this show that you know even through the good and the bad times nintendo's usually my top uh console developer so there's probably nothing they can do to deter me from getting the switch and it just is a bonus that everything that's been coming out so far has been 
more than positive and shows that they want to make positive strides towards taking back some of that market share that they lost with the Wii U and how bad of a job they did on that. Yeah, and I just I just wanted to say I was over at a, a friend's house and he was listening to us live uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Jimmy Fallon thing, and he he was like, I didn't realize um, the Wii U was a separate console, and uh, yeah, I was like, I heard that all the time. Like, I was like, yeah, and and it it, it just boggled my mind because you know he's 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 a he's not a, he's not a dumb guy, he's a smart guy, he's with it. Um, and he was like, yeah, uh, back, back when he was living with um, a mutual friend of ours, he's like, yeah, Adam came over and showed me like, yo, look at this thing I got. He's like, it's a control over the screen. Why, why is it so expensive? Like, he just thought it was an add-on. Um, but um, in uh, talking about metrics, um, the top five videos on Nintendo's YouTube page. Um, number five, the Splatoon game overview. Uh, Nintendo Direct at 4.7 million views. Super Smash Bros. Nintendo Direct, 5 million views. Um, Nintendo 2DS at 6.4 million views. Um, huh. Breath of the Wild trailer at 10.5 million views. And the Nintendo Switch trailer at 22.6 million views. So, so more than double. There's, there's, there's a lot of hype behind this console. And I really think... Um, you know, I think this is they—they they know what they're doing with their marketing. They—they're doing the Fallon thing that got over five million views on YouTube. That they're pushing this new console, and it's um, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, modules like like modulability, if that's even in English. Like they're portability. They're, portability, yeah. They're going. They're going the right route. They're going going the right route this time. So, um, final thoughts on the Nintendo Switch. Um, day one purchase for me, for sure. Um, yeah, I- I'm still very excited for it. I think Nintendo's going into this as probably one of their strongest lead-ups to a console. Um, I mean, earlier this year, I was still very nervous about how Nintendo was going to pull this off, but it's we're only about three months away from this release, and there is just still so much excitement about this console and so much mystery that this game is just making a lot of people very anxious just to finally do this. And, you know, with things recently revealed, like, ukulele is now probably coming to the Switch because the Wii U version was cancelled, rest in peace. And basically, people can't outright canceling some of their other Wii U ports, like Stardew Valley has been cancelled in favor of a Switch port. Um, I feel like the Switch is going to have a very strong launch. It's going to be probably Nintendo's strongest launch since the GameCube or the N64, I think it's going to really hit home to a lot of people, and I think this is really going to put Nintendo back on track. But Adam, are you buying it day one? I want to. <laughs> I really want to, actually. Adam, would I'm you eat ramen for like two months in order to buy the Switch on, on release day? Because you could do that. You could just eat ramen. Just open a bunch of credit I, cards. I could. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Get that GameStop credit card at 29% APR. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, sure. Refund. Sure, yeah. that's what I'm So gonna I'm going to go with Josh um, to say I'm going to pick it up day one. Yep, day one. Oh, yeah. uh, it's going to be day one. Um, I just I just cashed in a lot of uh, shit at a, a local GameStop, and this um, the manager there was like some of the best retail employees I've ever dealt with in my entire life. So I was like, right, I'm doing all my pre-orders you know, through you guys. Um, it so was, you gave up it on your really pre-order? That- you gave up on your pre-order ban? 
Uh, well, I'm going to pre-order the console. So. Oh, yeah, okay. you know, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> Is your 2017 um, uh, resolution to pre-order everything again? Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, it was at the end of it, like, um, my total, like, trade-in came to, like, almost $600. And um, she's like, oh, and your, um, your Power-Up Pro... Uh, is um, expired. Uh, you're gonna buy another one. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I, may, I might use it. And she's like, no, you're buying one. And then put it on there. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Looks like I'm buying another year of Power Up Pro. Enjoy another year of Game Informer, you asshole. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Would you call me an asshole? <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, no, I'm embarrassing you in front of Don't your worry. friends. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty good friend. Um, yeah, Special Agent Ape and Sneaker Beef. You know, they're coming to my birthday. Uh, I can't believe I, you didn't invite me to your birthday, but yeah. I completely understand. Uh, Anyways, um, uh, to yeah. round out those the rest of those rumors, the right Joy-Con is going to have an IR pointer akin to the Wii remote, which will allow for touchscreen functionalities while the system's docked. Um, the entry bundle will be 32 gigabytes of onboard storage, and the, there will be a micro SD card slot to support up to 128 gigabytes. Uh, when asked about Mass Effect Andromeda, they said it's probably not going to happen because Mass Effect 3 sold horribly on the Wii U. Well, Mass Effect 3 was and also I horrible. Re- on the was a horrible port, so that's really well, not also, I want to <laughs> I, I want to add. Remember when that game came out for the same price, you can get Mass Effect the entire trilogy for the PS4 or the X uh, so between those two what are you going to get yeah i mean they pre- yeah, yeah it, in that case they threw mass effect 3 out to die on the Wii U so they don't really they, have uh, they absolutely Whoa, did they didn't have if they had that awful. trilogy for Wii U then m- maybe the sales would have been better they threw out everything to die on the Wii U i feel like i was the only person that actually bought batman arkham uh, arkham city armored edition oh i rented it and it didn't make it any better that game wasn't that good to begin with but anyway <laughs> I thought it was fun, but so, um, I had never played an Arkham game up to that point. So, what else? We, what, what else you guys want to talk about this week in news wise? Um, um, Courtney, you've got some stuff to talk about, right? Um, well, Diablo's twentieth anniversary is on the thirty first. Um, so, um, being told I'm too loud. Sorry. <laughs> I'm screaming um, out of nowhere. I'm not screaming. I'm just loud. Um, there you are. So Blizzard is putting like little different events for all of their games. So like they're having a tavern brawl specifically for um, like a Diablo themed tavern brawl in Hearthstone. They're doing some stuff in Overwatch. So it's kind of neat that they're doing that to to celebrate Diablo. That's um, pretty did, much all I didn't found. they didn't they recently put out a patch for Diablo too? They put out a patch like t- three months ago that yeah. I saw, but I yeah. haven't been on Diablo in a long time. Mm, yeah. Oh, I didn't play Diablo 2, for one, but I haven't been on Diablo 3. I know they put out some new stuff for that recently, too, but I just, I um, I got caught up in finals, and then I'm on vacation now, so mm-hmm. I'm not at my computer. Not a lot of video gaming going on. Uh, so there's a Gravity Rush anime? Uh, yeah, they and came is it out. good? Um, it's just like a short, it's like both episodes combined are like 14 minutes. It's not meant to be like this huge thing, but I mean, it's done in the similar style as the games, the character works all there. Um, it, it was done by people who worked on some of the more recent Evangelion re-releases. Um, but it's basically just a promotional, it's an extended glorified trailer for the second game, but it kind of shows how cat ended up in the new environment 
from the first game it shows how her and raven are working together now instead of kind of being rivals like they were through most of the first game and it just kind of serves as a cool little setup building up to the release of the second game which i think is january 24th so that i thought it, oh it got delayed it got delayed we talked about this every time yeah. this game comes up it got delayed it was supposed to it was uh, gonna have a sure spot as one of my favorite games of the year bar some unforeseen disaster but it ended up getting pushed back so um, that that's basically like an OBA, right? Essentially, it's split up into two different um, two seven minute episodes. Josh, uh, is there anything um, from this last couple of weeks that you want really want to talk about? Uh, just that my fucking Overwatch matches got ruined today by that stupid ass May glitch. It apparently has been tell, going tell on for about- going around for a week, but I just encountered it uh, today for the first time. So, essentially, what happens is in eco point antarctica where you play either the one-on-one matches the three-on-three matches or the current um winter brawl where everybody's maze like six on six may battling it's like you can use her ice wall to push uh her and other teammates up through the wall to a point where they can shoot through the wall at enemies but enemies can't hit them and so people were just doing that all day to either stall until time ran out when they were going to lose or like ambush people who had no idea about it and it was just really really frustrating to play i'm sure blizzard's going to patch it real quick but it probably won't happen until after the winter brawl or the winter events over which sucks because again the special brawl for the event is six on six may versus may so you're gonna constantly have that happening up until they fix it which it probably won't be until that's over I'm watching a video of it right now. It looks like they go into a hallway and put the put her ice wall underneath, and they just get pushed out of the environment, out of the geometry of the level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you could see cool. them. You, you could see them through some of the parts, but like they can walk above the ceiling, or they can walk down into like this, like glass laboratory. And yeah, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, it's it's it sucks. It sucks when. <laughs> It sucks when you're about to win, or even when your own team's doing it and stalls out the game and makes a five or six minute game take either 15 to 20 minutes until um, someone finally just gives up and decides to actually play, or what usually happens is everyone will see that it's happening and just quit, and then no one will get experience for the match at all, and it's just a big waste of time for everybody involved. Mm. I'm inclined to think that Blizzard's like probably scrambling to fix this as fast as they can. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, uh, one the last couple of weeks, uh, last last couple of months. Is there anything that you um that got you going? Did you get any uh cool gaming Christmas presents? Actually, this is the first year I didn't get anything gaming related, and uh, so but which is surprising me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I think you say you say it really loud. It's like which was a surprise, kind of a disappointment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I, 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 in terms of gaming, though, I just found myself kind of rediscovering the kind of the games that I've already had sitting on my shelf that I never quite finished, or that I never kind of gave a fair chance to. But I, I, I just found myself just stuck with Overwatch for the majority of the of the fall, and um, the only thing on the Wii U that I really played. Uh, it was uh, Smash Brothers. I just picked up, you know, Shantae, and I love the hell out of that. Um, 
and uh, you know but you know having the baby just kind of like made me kind of get away from gaming for a bit so i've only been able to game on my 3ds and little uh, sessions here and there but uh, i'm looking to try to structure my time a little bit better at night so when i get you know 11 10 at night which we are currently right now is uh get at least like 30 minutes in to just kind of just stay in the loop because i don't want to fall out completely i didn't know about that may glitch until you just mentioned it because it's you know i've just been playing pokemon for the last couple of weeks oh right yeah but uh i'm glad i glad i stayed out of that but no man i it's it's been a very uh not to get you know, too like in depth of what's going on here, but it's it's been a kind of a crazy last few months ever since Comic Con. You know, just trying to find some kind of structure, but you know, trying to balance um, you know work and a baby is uh, extremely and I exhausting and in a good way. And I don't mean that as it's a, like a burden, but uh, I have so much more respect and and sympathy for any other gamer uh, parents out there who somehow managed to pull off uh, a relationship with their wives and husbands, uh, maintain and raise a healthy child and still find the time to get at least 20 minutes of gaming in. I, it's, it's a feat in an in, in and of itself. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, like mad props to anybody that can do that. So I like, you know, Juan, you're, you're doing a great job. So, I mean, so far, you just don't, <laughs> just don't ever let her, don't ever, don't ever let her meet uncle Shane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Already working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um all right, well so <laughs> the news is kind of like whatever, but um the year in twenty twenty sixteen, all encompassingly lee lee. Ely lee. Um what um what is your what is your gaming year of twenty sixteen? Like what, what you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> What is your favorite game of 2016? No, just like, you know, 2016 year in gaming. Like, how well, was this year? Was really like, uh, I'll, all right, I'll fuck it. I'll start. So, for me, it was just really, I mean, there wasn't a whole like hell of a lot going on for me individually. I I think I played five, like maybe five or four brand new games that came out this year. Um, my game of the year was a close tie between Firewatch and Overwatch, um, but Overwatch, I just put much more time into it and overwatch provides a lot more pornography for me to look at so um it obviously got the top spot um but yeah 2016 you know the we can regurgitate that meme that it's like oh what a year 2016 but it wasn't you know incredible for me personally or for gaming but i want to hear what it was like for you guys um you know game of the year worst game of the year uncharted 4 what do you got <laughs> well um i'll go ahead adam no, 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 you go first. Um, I was going to say 2016 was a weird year in gaming for me because I feel like everything w- went the opposite direction of what I was expecting. It inter- like it introduced me to a lot of games and genres that I haven't touched in a long time that completely engrossed me. And while on the other half of it, like games that were expected to be great, I feel like had a really bad year where a lot of those just kind of flopped. Even if some of the reviews are still saying higher, I personally didn't agree with a lot of them. Like... Mm. To start with the negative, um, like Glass Guardian, I just played it, and like, I know if Derek's listening to this, I'm sorry, I don't mean to shit on the game that you were waiting for for so long, but it's like, the my turn. Don't worry, it's only ten years. I know, right? But it's like my the turning point came where I solved like my third puzzle, and 
where the dog or uh, Trico didn't listen to me or he wasn't doing what I was saying. And then he finally did it. And the game's very, if you've played Eco or Shadow of the Colossus, it's similar in the sense that it's very um, trial and error. So when the dog's not listening to you, you think you're doing something wrong. And a lot of times I would try again later, like after 20 minutes of wandering, doing nothing, and he does what I was expecting. So I thought maybe I was using the controls wrong because I thought maybe I was using the controls wrong because they don't really explain it to you. So I look it up online and it turns out that the game was intentionally programmed for it to be like a quote unquote real animal that'll only listen to you sometimes when it feels like it. Which is which is so fucking retarded. And I'm like, really? Like I just wasted all this time thinking that I was doing the wrong thing and every time when I thought it was my fault and I look it up to see if what I was doing wrong and it turns out, oh, I was doing everything right. It was just that the whatever programming decided that I wasn't it wasn't going to do what I was asking it to do for five minutes straight so I was just gonna and there's no in-game prompts that shows that he's heard you and he's just not listening either it's just like I read a review that put it pretty well where it's like I don't know if he did what I wanted because of what I pushed or if it was because he did it on his own and he just coincidentally was what I needed but which, yeah which I mean if if you're trying to make like Seaman 2 or something like that where you're interacting with a an AI or an entity, yeah, that's fine. But where it's an action adventure game like this, like no, no, don't don't get try to get creative and artsy fartsy with your AI. Like and even Seaman would respond to you when it wouldn't listen. It would say something snarky, so you knew that it at least registered that input, whether or not it listened to you. Well, yeah. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but there is actually a Seaman two that came out. Yeah, yeah, I remember really? that. It was on PS two, right? Yeah, but it was only in Japan. Yeah. But yeah, like aside still, from, um, oh, it can turn into a walking. Whoa! Mm-hmm. See, man, is such a weird game. But yeah, like just not to rant about every single one, but Uncharted Four was another one which we did a whole podcast on, and surprisingly, Pokemon Sun and Moon was another one which we also did a whole podcast on. Where uh, basically the short version of it is that it fixed a lot of problems that have needed to be fixed for a long time, but. On the flip side, they screwed up a lot of things that were fine, and it made it for a very uneven game, I thought. But, like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, one of them, yeah, whichever one has Pokemon in the title. Um, but, yeah, and then as far as the positive, the games that it reintroduced me to, like, my top five games were Pokemon Go. Somebody which... watching Frozen? <laughs> no, that's not Frozen. Zootopia. No, but. Pokemon. I never usually play mobile <laughs> games. <laughs> no, but I never usually play mobile games all that much. And Pokemon Go, even if it's not the greatest game from a technical standpoint, it's going to be a game that's going to be constantly talked about for years on end. Even if it's just like remember that fad that everyone played for two months and forgot about. But I mean, it's. I mean, did did you Pokemon Go to the polls? I did. I have yeah. my AR. I have my Sandshrew waiting in line with me to prove it. But then really? as- aside from that, um, Mega Dimension Neptune came out at the very beginning of the year and held up as pretty much everything a sequel should be to me. It built and improved on everything that it did right in previous ones while fixing everything that it did wrong. Uh, number three, surprisingly for me, was Titanfall 2, which probably had the best FPS campaign I've played in a very, very long time. And of course, really? the online. Yeah, it was. it's short, but everything is so crisp and fluid 
everything that you experience in it feels like it has a purpose instead of feeling padded. And there's certain there's certain parts in the game that I'm not gonna I don't want to spoil too much of, but it's just so wildly unique. And I think I talked about it on a previous episode where there's one section in particular where you have this device that lets you travel back and forth through time. So it's like you switch like you switch to the present day where it's overrun with monsters and then switch to the past where it's overrun with soldiers and you just switch back and forth while trying to avoid damage oh. from both of them. Cool. It was like stuff like that I mean, was I, just I, I, great. Titanfall 1 was like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I, I, I still don't know why I haven't picked up Titanfall 2 yet. No, like it's to me like the multiplayer is a little weaker but the campaign more than makes up for it because it's just so well done. Um, and then gotcha. my second, my second favorite game was Overwatch, which, for similar reasons of why I picked Split Tune as my favorite game of last year, it its online was just so porn, addictive and porn. very well. That's your reason for putting picking those games, <laughs> but it just it there was so much variety. Even if when the game first came out, before all the updates, there wasn't as many maps and that kind of stuff. But just the variety in characters gave you so much to dig through if you were really into the game. And there were so yeah. many different ways you could approach it to the point where I that's the game that I've clocked in the most hours on this year. I think I'm at 120 right now. And it doesn't even mm. feel like I really... It was just, you know, it's usually just an hour or two a day. It's nothing extensive. I wasn't, like, sitting there pulling marathons, but what has it been now, like, seven, eight months later, and I'm still playing it on an almost daily basis. And yeah, then, it was probably my favorite Wii U game. Mm, yeah, it was a really it was really well done. But my number one game of course, uh, was Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Fantastic Japanese RPG. Did, took a lot of conventions and kind of twisted them. Made such a ridiculously crazy, unique game by taking two parts of well-known franchises and making something completely different, which I think rubbed some people wrong, or rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, I should say. But oh, well, it rubbed me the right way, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, wait till you see the waifu list. But um, oh, well, do I still have time to make a lewd dude? Half, waifu of, my, list? half of my best of 2016 shit's probably not going to come out until like mid January at the rate I'm going. So dope, you're probably dope. good. But right. but yeah, it was like that to me. That was its strongest point, and that creativity went a long way with me to take create something so wildly different out of two familiar franchises it pissed some people off but i loved it not to mention best soundtrack of the year best characters of the year the the story takes a while to take off but when it does i thought it was really well done and it just has has so much like colorful charm to it that it's something that stuck with me way longer than i expected it to and it's something that i I'm in the middle of a second playthrough and I'm going to start a third eventually, which is something that I haven't done in a very long time is play something more than once. Really? So yeah, so Very cool. It's fantastic. I love it. Is someone recording at a uh, Golden Corral? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I I can actually attest to what Josh said. I've only gotten up to like the second real uh dungeon in tokyo mirage sessions but from what i've played about it it's a very fun game it takes inspiration from both series without feeling like one series is overweighing the other and it has this just it's just completely original in what it's trying to do and what it's trying to be and i actually really enjoyed it uh it's kind of weird that 
I completely forgot that that game came out this year. It's just, there's so much that has happened this year. And I guess I'll sort of take over from here if you're done, Josh. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but, yeah, I think 2016 was a great year. There, there were definitely some uh, ups and downs, Deaths. but I didn't... I, I genuinely think that uh, this year for gaming was very good, and did we, that did I we, think uh, next year will be even better. Did we lose a water okay, this what? year? No, that was last no, year. No, that was last year. Gotcha. That was last year. But um, yeah, like Josh said, there were games that I never expected to play or even pick up that ended up I ended up did, did picking them up and playing them, and they very much surprised me, and I'm like, wow. But um, talking about that, though, what you guys are talking about, I think while they have had solid uh, press conferences like PlayStation Experience and E3, I think this year was a bit um, disappointing for Sony. I feel like they uh, stumbled. They stumbled a bit through the uh, year. Also, they started off slightly strong, but I feel like they continued to stumble with a lot of the releases like No Man's Sky and uh, their just. Was, no, was, so that a, a was, was No Man's Sky a Sony studio? No, but it was no, heavily it was, it was heavily promoted they, by they them. Heavily funded. Yeah, gotcha. Heavily funded and promoted from Hello Games, and um, I feel like uh, PlayStation Pro did not go as they expected it to. And PSVR I too, like right? Oh, really? No, no, PSVR did really well. From what I, hear. I remember, re- let me look it up while you're t- while you're go um, while you're finishing your thoughts. I remember reading somewhere that the VR t- wasn't doing too well. Let me check though. But no, I I think um, I I, I do feel bad because I feel that actually this year was the strongest that Xbox has been in a while. I actually very much enjoyed owning my Xbox One this year. And I thought, you know, everything from the Games with Gold games to a lot of their new releases were very strong, you know. I like the idea of Xbox Play Anywhere. That's really cool. Um, uh, a lot of the backwards compatibility stuff is awesome. You know, Sea of Thieves just went into its, uh, just opened up this gigantic uh, insiders program, and you know, and you're the biggest fucking fan of that game ever. They're yeah, they're running. Well, maybe not the biggest fan, but uh, they're running alpha tests now. They're inviting like a certain amount of insider program people into it to play early builds and just i think microsoft as a whole has been get, getting their brand the xbox brand much stronger again and back to a point where people are like oh yes xbox this is this is good yeah gotcha. i'm really enjoying what they're doing yeah i fully agree xbox but, um, had a fantastic year i thought yeah but in terms of uh games uh first of all i want to start off with uh, a little uh dishonorable mention here uh which it was probably the most disappointing game that I played this year, and that is going to be Paper Mario Color Splash. Now, oh, this game I'm, was... An- sorry, I don't mean to... Uh, before you start, um, I found an article on PlayStation Universe that said that PlayStation VR had sold an estimated 750,000 units when it was projected to have to sell 2.6 million at the same point. So it does actually look like it's behind what they were hoping. It's a bit behind, but... I'd say that's still kind of good. I mean, I I still think VR is a fad, but anyways. um, Paper Mario Color Splash was another game... Get the fuck off my show. Okay, see ya. 
<laughs> no, but um, so Paper Mario Color Splash was a game announced this year, actually, weirdly enough, back in March. And it very much, like most people, it, it was kind of not disheartening, but extremely disappointing to see the initial trailer and sort of mistreatment on how they announced it. Because during it, they were just like, oh, by the way, uh, there's a new Paper Mario game. Let's talk about that. They just sort of, they almost said it as like a side tangent, which I don't blame them. But um, people <laughs> noticed that it, it very much was shaping up to be another sticker star, which I think the first sticker star, there were some things that worked about it, but genuinely... Um, they changed to a battle system that really has no reason for you to play that battle system. You know, there's nothing enticing. Like, you don't get really rewarded. You're just battling because you want to, I guess. If anything, you're penalized for battling. Yeah, because that way it just it just goes slower. It was much more streamlined, but not really because there were some really cryptic parts in this game. In that game but anyways people were like well you know hopefully they do better and in a sense they did do better but not by much which is very disappointing because the game actually put a very good first impression on me when I started the game you know it starts off really cool there's like all this like there's big storm you know seas are raging stuff's going crazy it's raining at Mario's house you know Princess Peach in like a, as a hooded figure is like running up to Mario's doorstep. You know they're finding out that like these toads are being sucked dry of their like life, and so they journey off to uh, Prism Island to find what's going on. And it seems like the story is building up that there's this like really powerful big menace, and then it just ends up you know halfway through. Like, after the first boss, you basically find out, nope, it's just Bowser again. He covered himself with black paint and turned evil. Well, I mean, and, come on. It's always just Bowser. Yeah, no, but the Paper Mario games always had something Else. interesting yeah, to them. Yeah, like, RPGs in general yeah. usually shy away from Bowser if, in a yeah, lot of like, cases. Like, gotcha. the, first Paper Ma- the first Paper Mario game did have Bowser as a villain, but it was more like Bowser had, like, found this, like, really powerful, like energy or something i forgot what it was i haven't i don't really have much knowledge of the first paper mario game other than it exists and it came out <laughs> but um you know a thousand thousand year door bowser was sort of bowser was sort of treated as a joke um kind of wasn't a that much of a threat too, wasn't he to an extent yeah yeah which is how he usually is in most mario rpgs in fact yeah um uh, Super Paper Mario, which is actually probably my favorite, even though I love Thousand Year Door. It had just this completely weird story, you know. The game opens up with Princess Peach mirroring Bowser, and you're just like, what the hell is going on here? And so, like, yeah, just oh yeah. seeing how crazy that game gets is really Aww. cool. And I actually do like the uh, real-time combat in that game. But uh, going back to Color Splash... Uh, basically, it is similar to the battle system in Sticker Star. You have a set of cards that you have to use, and basically, you choose the card on the touch screen, and then when you choose a card, you paint it, 
and then you just flick it up, and then you just have to time it correctly. And it definitely is better than stickers, but again, just like the stickers, they're just very... You, you just find them, like, scattered everywhere. You know, you're just constantly finding paint cards around the world. And I just found it to be a really tedious game, because at one point you're just going back and forth between all these different levels, kind of collecting these different things. And at one point, I just stopped having fun with the game. It just wasn't fun to play anymore. Mm. And I know a lot of people are like, well, the it's much funnier now. They, they're getting their humor back. They're very self-aware. And to that, I'd say, I don't think this game earned to do that. Because, you know, in the game, they're like, oh, look at us toads. So why are we all the same? And people are like, ha, huh, that's funny. I'm like... It really isn't when you still have that problem. You know, you're making fun of the fact that all the toads look the same, but in the end, you still have no original characters in this game, and it's very much like you are very much still using all those generic toads that you're criticizing, that you're trying to make fun of. Like, everyone is still like a generic toad instead of being like an interesting thing. Like, I remember seeing a concept art came out of this uh, completely optional thing called the Rochambeau Temple, where you basically play rock, paper, scissors against weird characters. And the Rochambeau Master for the Rochambeau Temple was supposed to be this, like, weird ghost character that looked similar to, like, one of the original Paper Mario characters. But at one point, they just completely redesigned it, and now it's just this toad with a hat. Hmm. It's it's just like, really? So, um... um, you know, I, I I hate to cut you off, but we're we're starting to run long yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, running yeah. late. So yeah, um, Juan, um, uh, your 2016 year in gaming. Um, I'm gonna go with, uh, or I'm just kind of uh, been disappointed with uh, the the constant uh, bugs, the constant patches, uh, the sense that nothing's really finished, even though it's released. And oh, I, I yeah yeah, and I think this is the year where. Uh, we're seeing a shift in terms of uh, getting away from what's popular in terms of the shooting genre uh, with Call of Duty. Uh, one of the worst received uh, games, in the, I guess, in the series front in the history, didn't perform yep. at all what they were expecting. And I think we just got to the point where the consumer's just done; they just burned out, and it's it's the the Call of Duty forever is gone. So I think that's one of the major things I took away from this year. I, I think Nintendo. Um, this was the year where they just kind of like acknowledged, uh, I think after Iwata's death, it, it kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't know how it affected the people in the company, but just the way that you see the way they marketed their games, that nothing seemed to like motivate them to kind of like get stuff out or to, uh, excite the consumer base. It just seemed like this entire year, they just said, all right, let's, um, admit our mistakes uh kind of just wash our hand not wash our hands but let's just make sure that the switch does not fall victim to the same mistakes of the past and you know how can we restructure our company it seems like they're going to do this major overhaul like even in their advertisements on tv you're seeing like uh like the, the the switch logo, the Nintendo logo come up, and the the only way to play or some like new catchphrase they're coming up with, they've adopted the red again into the logo, which uh, yeah, which is really cool. Which is really cool. Um, Xbox had a fantastic year. I think Titanfall two, uh, just from the little I played at a friend's house, is 
great. Um, overall, uh, I think Xbox pretty much had a the better year of the three systems. Uh, as far as uh, what I hope for the following year, uh, I hope Nintendo has a, a great start with the, the Switch and has a library kind of like what Adam talked about, rivals that of the GameCube uh, when it uh, was first released. I'm looking forward to see more about Scorpio, uh, see what PS uh, PlayStation has in store now that the Vita is uh, dead <laughs> officially. Um, outside of Japan. Outside of Japan. Outside of Japan. But I, I so, think uh, for, we're still we're still going to get a Criminal Girls, you know, Guantanamo Bay edition. Well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> I, I think though, for for us, uh, I and for those of you who've been following us for these 100 episodes, uh, no, you know, so bless, bless your heart, bless your heart, and your stamina is uh, <laughs> legendary. But I, I think one of the things. <laughs> I, I think, well, look at it. Well, I mean, not everything has to be like sexualized, but if we're looking at our show, we're already... 100% sexualized. No, I know this is going, but we're already running over an hour. And we probably fit in about 20 minutes of game news in there. Um, That's true. I'm sorry, Juan. But the thing is, um, we, we... the majority of the time and you guys have listened to this show for quite some time you know that we just tend to ramble about stuff that don't even relate to video games and but you still stick with us because you enjoy the personalities on this show uh many of the other shows that are on uh are out to make the not the news important but their own personalities important they're more concerned about um their own uh celebrity if i can use that uh getting free no, games getting free consoles uh here it's just kind of like a, a group of people just wanting to talk and just kind of hang out. So if you've listened to the show and enjoy that, then we thank you. Um, yeah, so, so you hit you hit the nail on the head, Juan. That's probably like when every week, when or every other week or whenever um, <laughs> I go into this. That's 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 my um, that's my goal. Like you know, I'm not trying to you know become the next uh, Adam Sessler. Morgan Webb or whatever, but no. you know, just enjoying talking about games. No, it and and that's the thing. It's there's so many YouTubers and podcasts out there that are trying really hard to be something that they're not, and I'll and I'll never pretend to. I mean, I'm I'm a high school teacher, you know, and I, I, I'm a parent, and I barely I don't know as much about hardware. I don't know the composers of every video game soundtrack. I don't, I don't know the the attack and defense stats of every character in every shooting game, but I do know, you know, marketing. I do know uh, how uh, how appealing the consumers work. Uh, I do know from from my thirty plus years of playing video games a thing or two of of what I like and what I think other parents and other kids would like based on the conversations I have with them. So uh, I'm only giving that side of the story so as long with Josh and Shane and Derek and Carlos and Adam and you know everybody involved with the show. So hopefully for 2017, we have a um, more consistent show where we're there more once a week. We don't have to wait a yeah. month. Uh, but you know that I didn't want to spend more time on that. So my 2017 is a, uh, a continued uh, uh, listenership with you guys and uh, more consistent shows with the rest of you because I genuinely like recording with you guys. Oh, same, here. same here. Uh, Courtney, your year in gaming before we, before we give away our, our games, 
Um, I made a point this year to play more different kinds of games, because I tend to stick with, like, sandbox survival games and RPGs, so I, I made a point to try shooters, I made a point to try puzzle games, and I think that I found that even though I originally thought I would just hate things and was wasting money, I ended up really, really liking them. So, pretty sure my favorite game this year is Oxenfree, even though I haven't done more than one run-through on it yet, but Oxenfree is... is it gives me shivers and it freaks me out, and but I can still play through it even though I'm a big baby and don't like scary things. So I think that says a lot about how good of a story it has. Um, and then um, probably after that would be Overwatch because it was just so much fun to keep playing all the time. And I get to play with my brother, which is a big deal, especially now that we're a bajillion miles apart. So I get to have some, some family time. So uh, for 2017, shut up, Shane, I mean, your fucking face. Oh, I mean, you get to play with me too, so... I mean, I get to play with you too, but I mean, like, my baby brother is my baby brother. And I play with him Chance. a lot, too. And then, uh, so for 2017, I'm going to try and keep trying new things. And not just say I'm not going to get a console because I suck at consoles. I'm going to make myself actually try. And uh, try not to be such a lazy, casual gamer, mm. I guess. But I also want to do more with my tabletop gaming. So we'll see how that goes. Um. So, yeah, it was... um. A good year. So we got some codes that we want to give away. Adam? Yeah, um, and Shane, Shane, can I quickly just say something before we do that? Because um, I know I ran a bit long with Paper Mario Color Splash. But might, might I just say, like, one quick thing about a game that really did... Um, yeah, but, yeah go, of course. That really did. Okay, so um, one of the games that actually really surprised me this year, and I won't go into much detail about this one because I rambled on, Watch Dogs 2 by Ubisoft. Watch Dogs 2 is a game that I went in, didn't thinking I'd like. I still picked it up because it was like 40 bucks, and I fell in love with this game. I think it's probably my game of the year that I played really? to date. Um, yes, I love the improvements that they made over the fir- first Watch Dogs. The story is very fun. The characters in this game are so likable. Um... You, you're just constantly rooting for them. The level of customization is really fun. Just how many ways you can hack into things now is almost astounding. And how many different approaches you can take, whether it's using like a little RC car to hack into things or by scouting out something using like a drone and then going in guns blazing or maybe stealthily taking out everybody by going non-lethal with a stun gun. It just ended up being a really big surprise. I'm still, I think I'm maybe I'm like halfway through the game by now, but mm-hmm. I am very much enjoying this game. I didn't think I would, and it just ended up showing me why Ubisoft really is one of these big publishers and why they deserve to still be in this space, because when they make a good game, they make a damn good game, like with the Rayman Legends also. That's just well, when they make, when they make just a phenomenal game. games. They make a really bad yes. game. <laughs> a very but, cinematic game. But yes. it just reminds me that I don't want this company to go anywhere because they are just so creatively different in a good way like Nintendo. And I'd be very sad if Vivendi ended up getting the hostile takeover and buying them. Really? You think you think that's the thing? Well, yeah, it's it's already sort of publicly known that Vivendi's trying to do a hostile takeover of Ubisoft since they mm. already sort of did a hostile takeover of their other company, Gameloft. Hmm. 
but yeah, that, that was it. So um, I'm going to go to random.com and Courtney, if you can uh, give me the names of the people in chat. We, we only have two people in chat. So um, I, I, got, I, got some, I got something planned. We'll be doing we'll be doing something special to give away um um our games. So cuz we it is 11:42 on the Pacific Coast. So we'll um we'll, we'll we'll get the contest. We'll 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 get some giveaways. But Let's we'll, just do a uh, we'll whole do set we'll of giveaways the- for the new year because I have stuff to give away too. We can tier it. Yeah. 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 We'll um um so we'll talk about it in the post show. But anyway guys, that was level 100. Um, it's been an honor and a privilege and very perverted the whole the whole hundred episodes. I love doing the show. So uh, as always, you can find us on geekscape.net on Twitter at Geekscape Games on Twitch, Geekscape TV on Loot Crate, code name Geekscape, promo code Geekscape on Grinder Geekscape. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shane O'Hare, SS Jaken on gaming platforms, Monsieur Marquez. You can find me at the King of Mars on Twitter. Monsieur Adam Lemus, Lemois. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the ACZ and sometimes on the Geekscape Twitch, twitching my Xbox games. Uh, yeah. Just this week, I streamed Rayman Legends because everyone's been having a pretty awful week. So I decided to cheer people up by playing probably one of my favorite platformers since Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Josh? Uh, I'm Matt Inu Joshua just about everywhere, and I'm going to, now that I got my own internet, I have the stability <laughs> to stream stuff too, so <laughs> I've been on. Congratulations! So I've been popping up occasionally on the Geekscape uh, TV stream as well. Um, but yeah, find me at Inu Joshua and on the Geekscape TV stream. Hey, Miss Courtney. I'm on Twitter at AKGeekyGirl and on Twitch and Steam and everything else as GeekyGirlAK. All right. Thank you so much, everybody in the chats. Thank you for sticking out this long. Thank you for watching Zootopia with us. Uh, that is, that is. if you want to know all about our movies we watch on our Twitch, make sure to follow us uh, on Twitch. But anyway, guys, we'll see you back here next week. Bye, everybody. Happy New Year. Okay, bye. bye. Come on. Pop a bottle and celebrate. We made it to a new day. Yeah. Pop a bottle and celebrate. We done made it to a new day. Oh, I take a hit and just elevate. Cause today will be a good day. I got my mind right, money right, ready for ball. Working hard today for a better tomorrow. Hey. Yeah. Blow the horns on him, my son is out, it's a brand new day and it just dawned on him yeah. Smoking, it got him floating just like the salt water He break his fast, we gotta cook it just like a short order Don't feed the hands when the birds covered in cheetah print A jungle out there in the jail, it's a zoo to keep us in Players and gators, is crazy, we feel the need to rock a furs Coming in all different colors like Peter got him Killing yourself for a salary, look your line flat in the stomachs of the women That's running, watching the calories Hope that we link and we smoking and drinking casually Cause life without living ain't nothing but a fallacy Hey. Pop a bottle and celebrate We made it to a new day Yeah Pop a bottle and celebrate We made it to a new day